Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey there, Rebels. You know, I've trained, coached, and advised thousands of women on navigating organizational culture and ultimately their careers. And having initially worked within organizations to help them function better and eventually create environments that helped employees do more than just survive, I find that I'm uniquely positioned to support and inform both sides of the equation for their mutual benefit. And it's interesting because one of the reasons I stopped practicing law was because it ultimately conflicted with my values and personality, which is more mediative than confrontational. And I've always been a master at clearly seeing both sides and finding places of synergy and mutual success. It's really a gift that makes me highly effective in the work that I do. Being able to be authentically me, being able to thrive in my genius, being able to make an impact using my skills is something I value tremendously within my own business. And it's something that I have been fortunate enough to experience within several, but not all, of the organizations where I've worked as an attorney or senior leader. It's worked when I've always been a part of an organization with inclusive leadership and a culture of safety, support, and trust, or authentic trust. And when you're in a place like that, you're able to be who you are and allow your gifts to shine at the highest possible level. So what's a culture of authentic trust? Well, a culture of authentic trust is one where trust is built through open communication, transparency, accountability, and mutual respect. And part of that mutual respect is about the ability to be authentically you and that being respected and included within the organization. So it's a culture where employees feel safe to speak their minds, take risks, and share their ideas without fear of retribution or negative consequences. Really for them to show up fully as they are and do their best work without any fear that if they say, I think we should do something different, or I have some ideas, ideas, or I made a mistake, or I want to try something new, that that's welcome and invited. Now, for me, authentic trust is the same as psychological safety, a term first coined by Harvard Business School professor Amy Edmondson in the late 1990s. And it may feel like a utopia as I talk about it, because if you're not experiencing it, then it will definitely feel like something in Harry Potter land. But where there's authentic trust, leaders are transparent and open in their communication and they set clear expectations. But one of the key things is that leaders themselves hold themselves accountable for their actions. So they're too also showing up in authenticity and they're showing up open, they're showing up vulnerable and willing to be their best selves and to create an environment that includes that. And they foster an environment of continuous learning and growth. Now, a culture of authentic trust values and respects the individual and collective contributions of everyone, and it recognizes the importance of maintaining relationships based on trust and respect. Now, why does that matter? Well, according to research by Google, an organization with a culture of trust will outperform teams with low levels of psychological safety and trust, and it most likely will create environments that are more innovative, where they make fewer mistakes and produce higher quality of work. 
They also have lower turnover, according to a study by Harvard Business Review, where they found that employees who trust their leaders are 12 times more likely to stay with the organization than those that don't. And also, according to a study by PricewaterhouseCooper, 86% of consumers say that they are more likely to trust a company that demonstrates transparency themselves. And 59% say that they would switch to a competitor if they were more transparent than what they were currently dealing with. So you see, from every side, a culture of trust creates a win-win situation. Now, creating and sustaining a culture of trust is not always that easy because it really starts with the leader. And it starts with the leader setting the tone by valuing not only their team as individuals, but also the contributions that they make, regardless of the contributions that they make. And that is key. So you have to show that you care about everyone's well-being and allow others to have input on how the team carries out their work. So it allows everyone to have voice and agency Also, leaders have to show vulnerability. Leaders often believe they have to know everything and have all the answers, right? Or they have to be more stoic and not be connected or emotional with their team. But a big part of trust is not being afraid to own and make your own mistakes. And one way to support that is by changing the definition of failure and seeing mistakes as learning opportunities. So it's important to create a culture of trust that we start normalizing this idea that leaders don't know everything. And that's why they have a team, because together they can create something amazing or that they'll figure it out, that that's okay. Consistently reinforce positive behaviors. That is a key thing, right? Because when you create a culture of celebration and appreciation, each time you show gratitude and acknowledgement, then people do feel valued and respected. And when positive behaviors are constantly rewarded and recognized, employers are likelier to continue to exhibit them, right? You've heard the phrase that you reward the things you want to repeat, the things that you want to see done over and over again. When you give attention to the things you don't want to see, you tend to reinforce those. So by creating a culture of positive engagement and reinforcing and celebration, regardless of what happens, you're creating trust and building that within your team and organization. You want to be the type of leader that addresses issues promptly. Because if you're committed to rectifying ongoing challenges with transparency, then you're, again, able to build that trust. And you want to be careful about allowing glass bowl employees to be the source of conflict and not doing anything about that or addressing that issue promptly or thinking that that individual has a perceived value that lets them behave badly. Then you're likely to break trust, which will be hard to get back. Now, Several companies actually experienced this, which I think is really interesting. Uber faced several scandals related to workplace culture and leadership behavior in 2017, which resulted in a significant turnover and public backlash. And former employees reported a culture of harassment and discrimination, and leadership was horribly criticized for failing to address these issues promptly and transparently. And if you've seen the movie Super Pumped, you can learn about the whole story that got the CEO and founder bounced from the company for promoting such a toxic environment. And people still use the debacle at Wells Fargo as an example of how to get it wrong. Their 2016 scandal related to the creation of millions of fake customer accounts and employees reported that they felt pressure to meet these unrealistic sales targets, which is why they did it. You know, and that's what led to the unethical behaviors and the lack of trust in leadership. And of course, we all know Enron, right? You just say the word, it's like, ah, yes, distrust, (laughs) right? The energy company that filed for bankruptcy in 2001 
after facing a scandal related to fraudulent accounting practices and a very toxic corporate culture. And leaders were criticized for prioritizing short-term profits over ethical behavior and sustainability, leading to widespread mistrust among employees and investors. This case has made its way into textbooks on how not to create a culture of authenticity and trust and safety. Communication is also crucial to maintaining authentic trust and psychological safety. And as a leader, you should regularly communicate with your team, including them on company performance goals, challenges, and progress, so they can see how their work is impacting the entirety of the organization's operations and bottom line. This helps to create a sense of shared purpose and direction that also fosters a culture of trust. Building continual feedback looks looks like... um, sharing information and being open with information. And it's actually essential for maintaining trust. And active listening is a part of that, which is also a bedrock of giving and receiving that feedback. When organizations get it wrong, as in the examples above, it can not only significantly contribute to mental health issues such as anxiety and depression, according to a study by the American Psychological Association, not to mention decreased morale. And the damage to organizational reputation due to negative publicity and the damage to the ability to attract and retain customers, clients, and employees can sometimes be irreversible. I mean, once again, when you think of unethical behavior and fraud, all you have to do is say the word Enron. A place like Zappos is an example of a company prioritizing creating a culture of trust and psychological safety, notably by emphasizing employee well-being and employee development. And by investing in training and development programs and creating a supportive and inclusive workplace culture, they built a strong sense of trust and loyalty among their employees. And this has helped to create a positive work environment and a strong sense of corporate culture. As a leader, building a culture of authentic trust and psychological safety is crucial for organizations to achieve long-term success, but it requires a deliberate and sustained effort to make it happen. Strategies such as open communication channels, vulnerability, regular feedback, fostering a learning culture, and celebrating successes are steps in the right direction. Conversely, failing to focus on and address trust-related issues can also lead to negative consequences such as low morale, high turnover, and decreased organizational performance. Now, the pandemic has changed the nature of work and how we work. A senior leader at LexisNexis said one of the best gifts we've learned over the pandemic is to get in touch with our humanity, which will help prepare us for our future. And that human connection is at the heart of not only building relationships, but solving problems. And it requires building a culture of trust, right? It's not just a nice to have, but it's a must have if you want to achieve greater success and create a more positive and fulfilling workplace for everyone. That's why I decided to go into the work that I decided to go into years ago. And if you want to create a culture of authentic trust in your organization, you can start right in your department and with your team. And that may inspire the rest of your colleagues and fellow leaders to join you. That may have a ripple effect into the entire organization. So I just want to share 10 reflective questions that you can use to get started in this process. Think about how do you model transparency and vulnerability as a leader? How are you actively seeking and providing feedback to create a culture of continuous improvement? How can you empower your team to take risks and make mistakes without fear of retribution? Do you actively seek out diverse perspectives and encourage your team members to share their ideas and opinions? 
Are you consistently holding yourself and your team accountable for your actions and decisions? How do you celebrate success and recognize the contributions of others? What are you doing to foster a culture of learning and growth within your organization? Are you regularly checking in with your team members to ensure their well-being and addressing any concerns they may have? And how could you improve your leadership skills to support a culture of authentic trust and psychological safety? And finally, what steps can you take to sustain and strengthen a culture of authentic trust for your organization over the long term? I knew what I wanted to do in my career since I was 23. And since we spend most of our time working about 90,000 hours or a third of our lives, I knew then that I wanted to ensure that if we had to show up at work and and spend that much time there, that we did the things that we love to do. And it was only about 15 years ago that I realized in everything that I did, in every career that I embarked upon, that that was the underlying focus and passion. It's what motivated me to become a plaintiff's attorney. It's what led me to become an HR director. It's what inspired me to become an organizational consultant and even become a professor and director of graduate leadership programs. It also drives my coaching, training, advising, and consulting efforts. And I love that over 30 years later, organizations are committing to that objective as well. It makes my job so much more easier today, knowing that I'm finally aligned not only with what I believe is important, but that organizations are seeing the value of that as well. Well, that's it for this episode, Rebels. It's one I'm sure you'll be able to find multiple uses for, and feel free to share it with those that you believe need to take a listen. Until next time, y'all, have an amazingly rebellious week. That's it for this week's episode. Hey, and if you're loving what you're learning, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. Also, don't forget to read the show notes and grab the free resources mentioned so you can start implementing what you're learning right away. Finally, are you ready to unlock your potential and fearlessly go after the career and life you want? Then join me and a community of other high-achieving women in midlife, stepping into new levels of leadership, switching it up to do the meaningful and fulfilling work they're meant to do, and glowing up by creating the systems of freedom to achieve their dreams in Fearless, the Career Rebel Academy. You'll find the link in the show notes. Simply fill out the application, and together, we'll determine if this is the right fit for you. I can't wait to see you there.